I don't know. That <laughs> seems that's way off. We're way off, dude. We're way. We're like a second off. I was trying to link up I know, with you. I, I know. So was I. Okay. Oh my god. I'm just gonna start clapping at ten. All right. What the hell? What the hell clap was that? I started I started going too fast at the beginning. Oh my god, I was like, how did his clap slow down if he's looking at the monitor? It's because I went slow oh I went faster my. to begin with and I was no. behind. Oh and then my I slowed god. down later. <laughs> Alright, just five you... claps. Just five <laughs> claps. Ten is too many. Ten is too many. Nice, nice. That was it. That was perfect. What? We got how, it. How we got it. We got it. That was it. We literally spent 20 minutes clapping. We get it almost every night. And when that moon gets a big and bright, it's supernatural delight. Every border was dancing in the moonlight. Everybody here is out of sight But they don't bark and they don't bite They keep things loose, they keep things alive Everybody was dancing in the moonlight Dancing in the moonlight Everybody's feeling warm and bright It's such a fine and natural sight Everybody's dancing in the moonlight Green podcast. Welcome. We're your host, Stephen Ernie. It's us. What uh Ernie, um I mean this pod's kinda of coming out a little later than uh Yeah. Went back to work. It really shouldn't have since we were watching movies that <laughs> have been out for like twenty years. Well, I mean my movie. You've just been out for two years. Yeah. Um so this week we decided to take a break from the movies. Yeah, we were we weren't getting because they suck. <laughs> Even the highest rated ones weren't that good. So this either is, either we, that we're, or we're just like really like we're know, two guys. We're like the two grumpy guys on the Muppets, like no, no, watching yeah, exactly. movies. I knew, I knew, I knew you were getting feedback. I, everybody was like, "You guys, you're just like movie elitists. Like you just don't like movies." Okay, because I kind of want to talk a little bit about. I mean, I don't want to be one of those like productions that gets all meta in order to like <laughs> you know but but i do want to say that the last episode did generate the most feedback i've received about any of our pods i mean i don't know about you but people felt very strongly about crazy rich I, asians yeah i got the most from that and black Klansmen. like oh really yeah i mean just the what did, wait, hold on. Wait, what did they? What were people saying about our take on Black Klansmen? That we were just down. Didn't Dimes? Oh yeah. Yes, I'm like um I'm pulling up the uh the text messages. Those were the those were the most main mainstream movies though that we saw also, and I think that's why. Yeah. Um. 
Yep. Uh, my cousin, Rajiv, he said about the black Is it weird that I just know him as Dimes? From our fantasy basketball yeah, football. Like, game. I don't even know his real name. <laughs> I mean, I, d- I do, but. Well, I call him Chits, but. Okay. You, I, yeah. But even, I'm not going to lie, like. Sometimes, like you refer to him as dimes. A lot I refer too. to him dimes to, as dimes to you because you know him as dimes. Anyway, he was saying um, we uh, underrated. He we we underrated Black Klansmen. Um, even with your like, even with my like higher rating scale, I still feel like we're still underrating. I mean, your rating scale is higher, but we're essentially within the margin. of We're error. about the same. Yeah. yeah, we're pretty much the same view on most of these. Okay, so hold on, because people have been giving us, you know, crap about our rating scale. Are we changing it again? Oh, yeah. Breaking we... news! Breaking! Breaking announcement to make. What's the, the scale is changing? Okay, we're no longer doing. Point two fives. That was a critique from somebody. I think, yeah, um, people didn't like. That. No more fives, tens. Okay, we're just gonna go straight hundreds. Zero to a hundred. Zero to hundred, just like meta, just like rotten. Yeah, I like that better. I like it a lot better. It gives me more flexibility. Yeah, exactly. I don't have to figure out the decimal point for where I want it. Because yeah. I'm literally thinking about the number from 1 to 100, and then I'm like having to calculate. Like, and I'm okay, thinking about that? it, comparing it to the other movie, and like I, I want to give it a little bit more, but then not too right. much. Like it's And it's kind so of a – I like – my looking at my number and then looking back at like okay what was the meta or the rotten score yeah. and how does it compare to their score yeah okay so anyway that's so we're so going to do gonna that we're going to be changing the scale out of 100 yeah now. sorry that's we've changed it like three times already okay so uh, back to crazy rich asians people uh mostly asian people <laughs> why would you why would you even say that well, I mean, that's the feat. Well, because I felt like it was almost like because it was like a critique. I think yeah. that there was like a there was like a you aren't identifying with this movie because you don't identify as strongly with some of the Eastern Asian, you know, themes and things. And like, yeah, you, you didn't take the importance of that was lost on you. And I think that's what I mean. Like, and I think. A lot of people have said have said that it was I mean, the movie can, was important to them for like I you can know. understand that because in in some ways, but I don't feel the same way when I watch Indian movie. Like uh, I didn't feel the same way like with Slumdog Millionaire. I didn't like it any more or less because it was like Indian people. I mean, right? I'm yeah, that's true. But I mean, I think this movie was like Slum- *Slumdog Millionaire* was directed and written yeah. by like white people. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's where this movie really. This was kind of the entire was, production from was, the cast, the yeah. crew, everyone w- involved was like had the same cultural or at least very similar cultural viewpoint. So. You know, I'll take that critique. Fine, I'm okay listening. I think that's fine. And you know, I thought I was pretty i think i gave a somewhat ambivalent people thought i was being negative on the movie i thought i was being pretty generous 
<laughs> I thought you were being negative, but no. I mean, I I I gave room for people that enjoyed the movie that I thought would enjoy yeah. it would enjoy it. I thought if you are a certain mold or if there's a certain thing, I thought that the the people that went in with sort of cultural aspirations about the movie were going to enjoy it. And you know, like art is art, right? Like we can't say who's yeah, who exactly. likes what is better than like the right. So I mean I understood that and that people that like rom-coms were going to love it. You know, the people that would watch yeah. any rom-com, just like people that would watch any comic book movie, they would love it. So, I mean, I said all that. I, you know, I gave it room for to breathe and I thought I was, I don't know. I thought I was really fair. For me, it's all about the movie and the story and the dialogue and like, does it all come together? And it just didn't like, it didn't blow me away. It didn't like, I wouldn't want to watch it again. I wouldn't. Yeah. You yeah. know. Yeah, I thought you were fair with your critique. Thank you. I don't think you were bashing it or anything. Right. But you thought I was like going to come in. I thought you were going to do more. Like actually. I was going to. Right. Yeah. Like I was going to be that one like food critic at the end of Ratatouille. I thought you were going to give it like a two. <laughs> 20%. That Ratatouille dude. <laughs> Remember the Ratatouille? <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. Okay, this is a problem. I don't remember movies. Yeah, because you're sleeping through all. No, of them. even if I'm awake through them. But How do you not remember like Ratatouille's? Ending, so let's dude? let's talk about this because we let's talk about the two movies we watched. Because right. we this was we didn't go to the theaters. We because because there's nothing good out. I mean, there's nothing good. Uh, there's nothing that re- we yeah. re- there's uh, we were like okay, we've been seeing all these movies that have gotten like good critical acclaim that we should enjoy and we have marginally but there's not been a movie that's blown us away and then when we looked at the current crop we were like yeah but it's going to be more of the same we're literally yeah. it's going to be like five be more of the same if not worse right it's going to yeah. be five straight weeks of us being like yeah guys yeah. don't see this and it's like so what the at hell least kind of with the movies we're doing today at least one of us will be giving us a positive <laughs> you know at the at the at the very least <laughs> like a really yeah like a strong positive <laughs> all right so which movie let's start with the your movie all right let's start al- almost almost famous let's start with all- i'll give the synopsis and then uh okay. yeah you, you give me you give me I'll a review synopsis for, yeah yeah so uh i can probably do this off the top of my head this movie came out in 2000 um cameron crow i believe this was like either his second or third movie after jerry Maguire. and this one features kate hudson and a couple of like unknown actors it's essentially an autobiographical story i don't you don't have to know that going in but it's interesting if you do know that so this is about a kid who's uh like 14 or not 14 he's like 15 or 16 and he starts writing uh for cream magazine which is a real magazine uh rock magazine out in the 70s um and this is about this kid who is given an assignment by cream magazine to follow this band and he ends up uh traveling with them in order to get the story because he's not able to get it on the first night and it, he ends up basically going on the road tour with them 
eventually Rolling Stone magazine wants him. They've read his articles in Cream and they want him to write for them. And so his importance like goes up. Of course, this is like a a 16 year old traveling with a rock band in the 70s, you know, and it's like it sounds so like, yeah, like how would this happen? But this actually happened to Cameron Crowe. Like he this he wrote for Rolling Stone magazine as like a 16 year old and like all the characters and the names are the same people, you know, except for the bands that he followed anyway. So it's a, you know, there's like some coming of age element to it because the kid is kind of growing up real fast in this like environment. His mom is really like the strict, uh, authoritative sort of figure in his life. Um, and like rock music is sort of like his release. And anyway, he follows this band and goes on a bunch of adventures and you kind of get to follow the band. You get to listen to the music and there's like there's like love elements, you know, like a love uh, aspect to it. And, um, you know, I don't want to give the whole movie away, but it just I love. Yeah, that's the movie. So so. um watching this movie you definitely i could definitely tell it's your type of movie the what music like san diego I mean, rock sure. i mean no i know i know that's not the only reason but the music mm-hmm. i know you love the music I, I i thought the music was very good yeah and um but i, I was kind of like i didn't know what to expect starting off but um as I kept, as the movie kept progressing, I, I was and started enjoying it more and more. And there were funny parts to it. Um, I liked the story a lot. Acting was good. Yeah. And it's the to me like one of the interesting thing was because this movie came out in two thousand, right? And basically that's like half my life ago. <laughs> and so, I mean, the character, a lot of the actors were you know recognizable but it was 18 years ago so seeing some of the actors like there's Anna Paquin right uh, right the guy from Modern Family yeah um there's a bunch of actors that you see and they're like Jimmy Fallon so different. Jimmy Fallon Dwight yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dwight from The Office Dwight even Philip Seymour Hoffman they just all look so different yeah and it was interesting watching like it's not. It's not like a classic movie. It's not like super old, but right, right, right. But still, it, watching it now, it's it was just interesting. Like you know, it's not a new yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and that's something that you're bringing to the table that I don't like. When I watch it, I think of it. Kind of takes me back to when I was yeah, whatever, sixteen years old. When I mean, I literally watched this movie as the same age as the kid in the movie. So there's some like wishful aspiration like wishful projection on my part yeah. probably when i watched the movie you know mm-hmm. so to me like what the acting was very good i i definitely liked the lead singer for the band I oh know, yeah I yeah know the actor's name and yeah. kate hudson but to me those were those two the lead like, actor kind of or the lead sh- guitar player lead guitar player. okay yeah 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 the lead with those t- those two actors to me kind of like stole the show yeah. The kid, mm, I don't know. I didn't love him. No, you know, I think that's a fair critique. He's really like, 
an average-ish, like, he, they could have found a better actor, I think. Yeah. To play, like, I think his line delivery wasn't, like, fantastic. But, you but, know, but, he's you know, kind of secondary. In a way, He you're sort of, he's the eyes that you watch the but, uh, characters what I was, through. What I was really, like, expecting, uh-huh. especially since you said you liked it a lot, I, I was expecting a more serious mm. movie and with, like, the plot and everything. But it was very, like, more fun and, like, loose. It wasn't so... <laughs> You, you know, thought it was gonna too be heavy. A, yeah, you thought it wasn't it, heavy. I, I thought it was that uh, going to be a heavier. You type thought it was going to be like Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> I mean, not to that degree, but just I didn't think it was going to be as as like you know the funny parts. Uh, I know. Probably the, this probably is... the funniest part to me was at the party where he's on top of the. <laughs> no, the that's house. yeah. No, that I was mean just classic. No, I think that's right. I this is the thing. I think a lot of people that know me think that I'm all and especially about especially with your uh, with your hard my rating hard scale. Right. Which everyone criticizes. I think everyone thinks that I am like I only watch like Academy Award winning best pictures or something like and it's got to be like a period piece drama or <laughs> something that's like gonna bring tears to your eyes or something but it this movie is not like that it's a fun movie and it's yeah. it's like it's got touching moments in it but it's also got really light moments in it and um mm-hmm. i mean i just love that entire thing i just love how everyone grows in the movie like the characters i love their progression from when you see them in the beginning of the movie till when you see them in the end and the dialogue like Philip Seymour Hoffman's lines, like the only true currency in this bankrupt world is, you know, like that line is, (laughs) (laughs) I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really care too much for the dialogue. I mean, like it was okay. I love the dialogue (laughs) in that movie. So the thing that I didn't like I mean, I think it's just because it's a little bit older of a movie. Like, I feel like if I had seen it when it first came out, I would have liked it better. Okay. Not that it wasn't good, but I just, you know. It, overall, I enjoyed the movie, though. I didn't fall asleep. Thank and you. um You know. <laughs> um, I, li- I liked it. So... I mean, I'll just give you my percentage. Okay. Or do you want me to do you want me to go into do you want to talk more about it? No, 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 no. Give me your percentage. Um <laughs> I don't know where to put the, like I I'm like right around 78 to 79. Okay. 78. I'll end with the 78. Okay. Which I feel like it's low on my scale, but that's a I'm a it, little dis, I'm a little hurt. I'm a little. Hurt. I know. It's okay. I know. I'll take I it. Know. I'll. I was hoping. I'm trying to think. Like, what was like, the highest movie that you rated? Out of the movies that we saw. Do you remember? This. I mean, no, no, no. Uh, no of uh, the other movies. Oh, um, no, that was um, eighth grade. I, I definitely like this better than eighth grade. Was eighth grade a seven? Seventy. That was a seven seventy two. Like seventy seven point two five is what I had. Man. This is pretty close to that. 72 and 78? Uh, no, but I like this better. 
I know, but you're only 6% better. I know. I you know what see like the more I've I've thought about the movie, I've liked it more, but I just at that moment as soon as I saw the movie, I was like this is what I think this movie is. Yeah. And I I like All right. it's like 78. No, it's the truth. That's Like truth. I don't know if I would watch it again. Oof. Yeah. Well, that's fair. But yeah. That's it. That's that's just where I was. I um. Ended. I have. But this I, movie. It, the funniest thing was, it it felt, <laughs> it felt very similar to the director of the movie. You know that I that you picked. It felt like uh, one of his movies. Oh, the Richard Linklater. Yeah, you know he has. He's. I've done. I've seen a lot of his movies, and yeah, it, it felt similar to to one of his movies. So. I gave this movie an 85. I mean, I mean, you're 85. That's probably, I that's mean, that's really a good, high. That's very good. If yeah. you know my scale, you know, that's really high. Like, yeah. yeah, that an 85 is like an all time favorite for me, for sure. I mean, it's a rewatch for sure. And I do recommend rewatching it. Just, I mean, it doesn't have to be multiple times a year but in a couple of years I wouldn't I would suggest rewatching it and really paying attention to the dialogue cuz the some of the lines in that movie and like you know Jerry Maguire has some really good lines too actually like just really good I don't know great lines Lester like, this is the thing this is the thing yeah. we, I saw this movie like about a week ago Okay, and then I re- I rewatched my you know my movie the other movie and like I forgot about this movie <laughs> like that's that's what I mean like I yeah but they're see, like both I've, blurring I've seen, in my head I've seen almost famous so many times that I think yeah. certain lines just pop out to me like yeah that kid is he's this uncool too young for his you know grade yeah kid and. He's like, you know, he's just, <clears throat> he's not popular. And when Lester Bang says the only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool, like that line just, I don't know, it just resonated with me so much back then. And I don't know. I love that line. It's like one of my favorite movie lines. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So that's, uh, right. that's almost famous. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's good. You should watch it. You should definitely yeah. watch it if you haven't seen it. You've probably seen it. I mean, I talked to... Yeah. I talked to... I talked to uh, a few people and I, most people have seen it. Yeah. And they're like, how are you a movie critic and you haven't seen Almost Famous? Dude. <laughs> that's, what I, that's the comment I got from. I mean, it won best... Uh, it won the Golden Globe for Best Picture. And it wasn't yeah. nominated by the Academy. I remember that was a kind of a... Yeah. The funny thing is I feel like I haven't seen like the last like five Best Pictures... Uh, dude you and me both actually (laughs) i have not seen i don't even want to say (laughs) i haven't seen moonlight that's probably the last one of the like i need i want to i want to see moonlight i just haven't i saw moonlight but i think i was like i knew like i can't watch see that's the thing it's like you got to be in the right mood for some of these movies you know like and that's like I'm gonna bring that up with your movie. 
<laughs> there's okay. like there's moods like you ha- there's certain movies where you have to go in with a mood like your mood has to be right you can't yeah sit no, down and true. be like i'm gonna play on my phone and kind of half-heartedly watch like no you gotta like focus and you need to dim the lights and like get into the <laughs> mode right like yeah like who like you wouldn't want to watch a horror movie like with all the lights on in the middle of the day like at 12 in the afternoon it's not gonna have the same effect yeah right it's like mood matters like perfect conditions that's what me and the calm and my brother and ramesh always say perfect conditions for (laughs) video games (laughs) (laughs) for video games it's true for movies too uh okay all right give me the synopsis for i'm gonna give you short synopsis because i'm not good at these and i just looked it up online so give me a good everybody wants some 1980 texas college freshman this is a no-name cast i don't think i knew any of the character like none of them uh college freshman meets his new baseball teammates um an unruly group of disco dancing skirt chasing partiers so it's it's very it's pretty much like an 80s kind of college partiers. They're all kind of part of this baseball team and you know you just kind of see what goes on the the few days leading up to before school starts. Right. And uh, it's directed by Richard Linkletter. He's What's he famous done for? some movies for Boyhood before uh Sunrise, Sunset, Midnight. It's like the 30 years, like a movie came out every 10 years. This Ethan Hawke, and that was pretty interesting. He's he's done like these interesting films. Yeah. Um, I mean, hit yeah. So, well, go go ahead. You can start. Okay. The second time watching it, the second time it is definitely. I I typically don't watch movies over. Okay. Again. What did you and so. Watching it the second time, I actually didn't like it as much. Huh? <laughs> was it the was it the mood? Was it the setting? No, no. I was like excited to watch it. Otherwise, I wouldn't even watched it again. Right. But it, well, you know, it was it was interesting to see what happened the second time around. I mean, I already knew like kind of general, but it wasn't as funny to me the second time around. That's, huh? I still the things that I liked about it, I still kind of enjoyed, but you know. So, if you haven't watched a Richard Linklater film, it's you kind of have to know how his style is before you go in i remember before i watched before sunrise i asked you about remember i was like i was Mm -hmm. it was back when i was in california i was like i was gonna watch it and then you were like oh those movies are so good but you were like nothing happens you're like yeah yeah, you're like it's Um, all dialogue like yeah it's i mean um, monologue told me about these yeah and i would i wouldn't have watched them yeah but then she told me like, oh, it's like ten years later. Same right. Time. So it was interesting to me that they would, you know. Right, right. There's like, right, and so before sunrise, 
to me still is his the best Richard Linklater film. Like it's I don't know, but you yeah. you have to be in a mood to see these movies. You just have to like you have to be prepared to really listen to the dialogue because if you just zone out. You're going to miss like a whole like a guy talk for like two minutes straight. And it's every character in his movies is like he's they're just a mouthpiece for giving you like kind of this philosophical bent on things. And in Before Sunrise, there's only two characters. And so Mm -hmm. it kind of like you kind of get the gist uh, or you, I mean you under the, it's like two characters like going through Europe. Uh, and so you kind of get like an idea, like the whole philosophical thing kind of jives with, like, it makes sense to me. Like you're on this mission to find yourself in Europe. And I mean, this is like a rite of passage that many people do, right? Like backpack through Europe and, try to find yourself and discover the meaning of happiness in life or whatever, you know? So, I mean, and so when people talk in these long soliloquies, you're sort of like, okay, that doesn't seem too far fetched, even though obviously no one would ever talk endlessly like that. You know, it just, I don't know. Like it just makes more sense in this movie. There were characters that do sort of the same thing. And you're kind of like, yo, there's no way like 18 year old baseball players are going to be like waxing on philosophical. I don't care if no. they just smoked pot. Like these are talking about like freshman baseball, play- like baseball players, like a bunch of jocks. And they're all talking like in these long speeches. It was weird. And it took a minute. Like, <laughs> And the thing is, it kind of the movie kind of lulls you in because it looks like, OK, that's this baseball team. And. I I almost forgot this is Richard Linklater. And I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be about the baseball team. This is going to be about their season. And then I was like, hold on. I was like, this is... And as the characters kept talking, I was like, this is not... This is not going to be like a different Richard Linklater movie. This is going to be his... This is going to be... You're definitely going to know it's his movie. You know what I mean? Like, he's not departing and doing like a regular just team whatever movie he's doing it has nothing to do with baseball and it has nothing to do with the team in the sense of like what happens to their season this is about a this is a kind of like a bunch of you know men young men who are not mature and developed and they're all these hormones are going and they're literally all they want is sex and they're looking for women yeah they're looking to party all the time and they're just looking for girls and so this looks like it could be just like a real but it's kind of giving you like the it's like how how they're not it shows kind of how dumb they are is really what it's showing you it's showing you like how immature and like but there's no i don't know they just didn't like i i was looking for the point and I mean, I kind of went and read that Richard Linklater was a baseball player in college and a good one. And so this was sort of similarly to Cameron Crowe. This was sort of biographical in his own story. You know, like he's telling these stories because these are the sort of immature things that 
he was doing as a young baseball player, you know, in young adulthood. Um, I, I couldn't get into it and I don't know if it's cause I just wasn't <laughs> like, um, if my mood wasn't, you know what I mean? Like, I was trying to watch it to, like, get the, you know, like, I wanted to watch it, obviously, in time so we could, like, record this podcast and, like, talk about it. And it was just, like, it wasn't, like, a spontaneous thing. You know what I mean? Like, it was, there was a mission to watch the movie. And I don't know if that (laughs) played a role in it because I usually really like his movies. But this one, I... I just felt like towards the end, I was just kind of really unfulfilled. Like, and the dialogue and the speeches they were giving each other were not like doing it for me. Like I wasn't able to like, I wasn't, and I don't know if that's just a matter of me no longer asking those questions of myself that I used to ask when I was younger, you know? And like, so therefore I'm feeling less identification with that age group or that kind of discussion so like what so you like you didn't think it was funny that's the thing like that's the thing that when you said that i didn't find it as funny as when whatever the first time i saw it i was thinking like dude what funny like where was (laughs) the funny it was like a bunch of pranks and so like immature stuff and i was just kind of like i mean it was kind of like what i what i thought was kind of funny was i mean just like the competition like these are all like you know baseball players right. they're they're all like good athletes from their high schools but now they're coming together as college and right i just feel like that's like what athletes and boys in general like do like we just always like compete like little right. games it's like the stupidest things like yeah. playing ping pong or whatever will always make it some sort of competition yeah and I felt like that was I, I like that about it because feel like that's you what, identified you know? with that yeah. yeah exactly yeah I mean but I mean when's the last time you've really been like that I mean other than like fantasy <laughs> 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 fantasy football oh yeah I mean that's... I mean but other than that you know like I don't know I just maybe I just haven't hung out with enough like. <laughs> like a whole bunch of dudes in a like a long time. I don't know. It's just, I can't remember I the mean, last time I was like really just like in that mo- like I don't know. It's like that's a school time kind of thing. I mean, you it know was, what I mean? To me, to me, the movie was it just like when I I think when I watched it the first time, it was it it kind of was like a throwback to me of like those kind of like pr- like like revenge of the nerds like that kind of oh uh, yeah 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 but like the opposite it's like the jocks but right yeah it just took me back to those types of movies just like fun movies that yeah yeah for sure the, you know like i said the first time i watched it this time i don't i don't know i just didn't i didn't like it as much but yeah i mean like the critics loved it yeah, it was kind of yeah. It got like kind of higher, me- medium to higher on critics. I thought they liked it quite a bit, man. Like even on uh, Meta, it was like eighties. That's yeah. I think yeah the 
I get. All right. I, so what's your what's your number? What's your number? <laughs> well, so I, you know, I was like, I was thinking about it. I'd have to say I'd give it a seventy-two. That's actually surprisingly high. That I thought for you. No, I mean it wasn't. I like I enjoy in general like the kind of that kind of dialogue and stuff tends to like you know I tend to like that kind of stuff but I just thought like I like the lead character guy I thought he was pretty good he was like a young Ethan Hawke <laughs> yeah he was kind of like that um you know, and I kind of like the, I always like the time period stuff. So the 80s yeah. are kind of in right now, you know, after the American. <laughs> it's funny how we movie. transitioned from uh, the, 70s. Almost, the 70s to the 80s with this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Although I think the 70s, and maybe it's just because I never grew up in the 70s. Like, I find the 70s just more interesting just because. I'm all about the 80s right now. Really? I think that's why I like that, too. Uh, less less now but when i watched it the first time oh i know what i know what music we're gonna play this episode off all right all right <laughs> this guy already has his intro music down <laughs> outro outro i got the outro, outro. Got, the eight the 80s reference hey, if you want to really... go back you want to go back and listen to the intro and outros on these pods you can see if you can find the themes throughout <laughs> I know. Yeah, these themes are these are like little Easter eggs. <laughs> <laughs> See, all right, so that maybe second time around, I would probably say like a 75 that I would I was it was over 80 the first time I saw it, but look like now like thinking about it, I was like so, I think I would give it a 75. Now, these were supposed to be some of our like all-time <laughs> favorites. I don't know. Does this I mean, come off just... the all-time favorite list? Because no. that dude, yeah, yeah, if you're it does. dropping it below eighty, it does. that's got to drop. Does. Yeah, this isn't. I mean, to me, more than just like all-time favorites, it's just movies that I enjoyed. And I think I, when I first watched it, I wasn't expecting mm-hmm. that much. I, I didn't really. I wasn't like excited, super excited to see the movie to no. begin with. And I had it on my wish list to watch. Yeah. I think it just surprised me the first time I saw it that I liked it in that in that way. Yeah. But All right, so what what's the next movie? Is it my pick? Uh yes. So this is the movie I, you know, I once I saw the trailer for it, I, I wanted to see it. it. It's been getting mixed reviews and it's early on, so I don't know, but the next movie that, and it's my pick, is White Boy Rick. Now, are you for sure gonna pick this movie? Um, like, what I might if have it... to wait a little bit? If if it gets like below fifty on Rotten, on Rotten, I I don't think I can watch it. I could, but you know, I have Movie Pass, so I, I mean, <laughs> I don't want to waste two hours, but if you know. I mean, it just looks like a type of movie that I would like. Dude. I mean, I, I'm all about like the crime. It's you know, drug. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not doing, dude. You know what the the so I'm looking at the reviews, the mixed. Yeah, the people giving it good reviews are like 
blogs. <laughs> like the actual <laughs> critics, like for Hollywood Reporter yeah. and Variety yeah, yeah. are like slamming it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, who's the guy that directed it? Um, it? Actually, the other movie he directed was actually one that I wanted to see. Um, He's only directed a few movies, but. Jan something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one they wanted to see. Oh, he directed uh, 71. 71. Mm-hmm. Never saw that, but. Yo. How what? have I not ever heard of this movie, 71? Yeah, I thought you would have heard of that. The heck? I don't even have it on my, like, want to watch list. It got very high reviews. Uh-huh. Shoot. I'd add that to the list. It looks like your type of movie too. It's like yeah, a... war. Mm-hmm. Dude, I haven't seen it. A... So I mean, that may be the movie, but maybe we'll throw a curveball if dude <laughs> if it really gets. I gotta. I feel like I gotta watch Drive to make sure that your movie tastes are legit. Gosh, I like I said, I can't talk about Drive anymore. <laughs> it's just too much. Too much hype. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah um so p- potentially white boy Rick but i drive drives the type of movie that i can see how a lot of people wouldn't like it either there are things about it that some people that watch movies would really not like yeah so i'll um i'll watch it <laughs> I'll watch it, but you have to watch uh, the French movie. Tell no one the one I think I've already seen, but I don't know <sighs> if I have or not. And I'm not looking at a trailer or anything. No, definitely don't. Here, let me pull up. Uh... All right, so let's. We're gonna keep going with movies, or do you want to get into anything else? It's a French, yeah. I'm gonna look it up right now. IMDb. Can I just give you a synopsis of it and then you tell me if you've seen it? Like, if I just gave you a synopsis, would you know? Yes. So it's about this doctor who's, like, trying to put his life together after his wife was murdered by a serial killer. And then he's doing well until he's implicated in a double homicide. And it's like all the evidence points to him as the killer. And he, like, knows nothing about these crimes. Um, I'm uh, No. I, it, I mean, it doesn't sound familiar. But okay. You haven't seen dude. There's no way you saw it. Something about it. Something about it. No, there's it. an Italian film called Tell No One. It's a comedy, though, in 2012. You probably saw that. Maybe. Yeah. All right. We'll, d- we'll do that if... I mean, we'll do that on one of these. This is produced by Luke Besson. We'll do this on one of these other down weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not next week. One of the other down weeks. Yeah. Um. You had something. (laughs) (laughs) This is this might be for the secret podcast that we have. There's no secret podcast. There is a secret pod. We have a secret episode. (laughs) We don't have a secret about embezzlement. (laughs) <laughs> we'll go into that later. 
Um, That's uh, for our serial podcast. <laughs> Season three serial. So, okay, the big topic in sports. I mean, not sports. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to frame it like that because I feel like that just turns. Yeah, like, you frame it. Good. You set the stage. I mean, it does have <laughs> to do with sports, but Nike released an ad this yeah. week featuring controversial ad controversial ad because it featured Colin Kaepernick uh t- so Ernie tell me tell me why Colin Kaepernick what is significant about Colin Kaepernick like who is he to me or no, to no, no, no. I just give me just if I'm a lay person listening to this pod and if you're a lay person. Yeah. Okay. If tell you're me, tell, what is Colin? Who is this guy? Like, why should I so care about him? What did he, he do? is a quarterback in the NFL. Which team? Who? San Francisco 49ers. He was a quarterback on their team. Uh, a, a decent quarterback who got them to the Super Bowl. He was, you know, well, well known. And a few seasons ago, he took a stance on an issue and... It's interesting because he did it a few times, which nobody kind of even reported. But what he did was during the national anthem, didn't stand with his teammates um, initially. But then when he be kind of, it first got the attention of media. He he actually knelt. So wait, now ta- now you. So Kaepernick initially was sitting down during so was sitting down right? initially. He was yeah. sitting down and mm-hmm. um it no one really noticed I think for the first Yeah, no one noticed the first two or three weeks games, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and eventually I think they took some photos of him and it showed him sitting during the national anthem and then they asked him like yeah. Why are you doing this? Right? Mm-hmm. Um was this and was he doing this he he did this when in a season when he was injured, correct? Um, was he injured in 2016? N- no, he he wasn't. He he played. He he may have gotten injured, but he played. Okay. Um. So he was. This was like, but 2016 is like the time when like Philando Castile and some of these yeah. other like really prominent uh, mm-hmm. unarmed African Americans were being gunned down by police officers, you know, in all these, in a bunch of incidents around the country. Right. Yeah. Um, and so he, uh, was sitting initially now, um, he changed to kneeling after speaking to, uh, a veteran and a formal former NFL player, uh, by the name of Nate Boyer. Um, Nate Boyer said, apparently told him, you know, it, it may come off as disrespectful to the country if you're sitting and like refusing, you know, like sitting. And he said, uh, maybe a more like a better way to protest would be taking a knee because in, for anyone that's played football, when the coach comes to like speak to or n- not even football, like baseball um even basketball i think sometimes but like definitely for baseball i remember and for basketball they will 
ask you, you know, the coach will come and the staff comes to talk to you and everyone grabs their helmet and they'll take a knee. Like they'll, they'll be, you'll see a bunch of players on the field taking a knee Mm -hmm. as their superiors are talking to them. So it's, you don't take a knee in protest per se in the sport. It's almost like you do it in deference. Like they're not sitting Mm -hmm. down on the grass. They're taking a knee as their coaches talk to them. So Mm -hmm. uh, Nate Boyer thought, this would be like a better way to do it. Right. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So like fast forward, he's been doing it for two years. There's yeah. question about whether the NFL has blackballed him from playing. Uh, and that's because a bunch of less In my opinion. That's a no, but okay. So, I mean, I will, I'll, I can go into more, but no, so I mean, me... I, I, yeah, there's a certain, I, I think that would be hard to prove, but, yeah. You know, okay, so l- let me go into just my my personal opinion. Wait, about... one more thing. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. The Nike ad. So how does he play into the Nike ad? Like why? So he's featured in the Nike ad. He's the feature of the ad. But and, like this was um, almost sure like people, people forgot, right? Like that he was a Nike athlete and he's been yeah. off of all their campaigns he hasn't for played a while. Since, yeah, he hasn't played. He, he actually lost a lot of sponsors that he was, I think, a part of. Right. And, um, and now they Nike was doing their 30th anniversary of just yeah. the like just do it, just do it, right? And so, tell me about the ad. So the ad, you know, it has it features a lot of athletes who have done different things, you know, overcome various things, putting, you know, a lot of doubts and, you know, to to become like great. And he's basically the face of this, you know, basically giving up everything in order to. That's what the ad says, right? Like believe in Mm -hmm. something, even if it means sacrificing everything. And then they show his face. Yeah. And he's like, it's like a two and two and a half minute ad. And it features like some of Nike's top athletes, right? Like Serena Williams, uh, Odell Beckham Jr., He's in there. Yeah. Who else is in there? Some soccer. There's a soccer player. The the women's soccer team. The women's soccer team, national team. There's a refugee soccer player. Yes. Refugee born soccer player. Yep, yep. Um who else was in there? Was there uh, Oh, LeBron James is in there. LeBron. Um so like a ton of their top athletes yeah. are in the mm-hmm. ad and then at the end Colin Kaepernick's in there. So yeah. Why is there a controversy about this ad? Like, why did this become newsworthy? Well, I mean, the the whole thing about Colin Kaepernick, it's, and this is not just because of what he's done. It, it's been kind of used by both, not, not to say mo- not both, but it's been made a political thing almost against the um, the flag, you know, the American flag. Right. Like, and, yes, the narrative. And so, yeah. Yeah. And so that has brought about very strong opinions one way or the other. And it's, there's really not, I, most people I talk to, there's not really a middle ground. They're just either one way or the other. And, right. And I mean. So I, when Nike does that, at, and Nike is a pretty universal brand. So when they put his, you know, this controversial, whether right or wrong, fully so he's very controversial it's bring it's brought about mixed you know 
you know, people are like mad at Nike. Right. And they're like, Nike's losing money and whatever. People are burning down Nike stuff. So what's so what's so. your what's your take on okay. the situation? Well, so what's your take on the ad? What's your take on the ad? Yeah, the ad is that to me is fine. Like, I mean, should uh, the I mean, it's become controversial because people have been burning their Nikes, tearing up their Nike logos, saying they're not going to buy Nike so, anymore. Like, do you, what what do you think about that? Okay, so. Like the people burning down Nike stuff. I mean, like that's they're they're saying like this. They're me, they're saying like yeah. They're saying like uh like we we don't want to do business. We don't want to have apparel from a company that has this man and this message on their on their stuff. You know, and they're yeah. What what do you think about Nike? And what do you think about the people who are like screw Nike and we don't want, you know, we're going to tear our socks or whatever. I don't know. A I bunch mean, of stuff you know, I, I, I think that's kind of ridiculous because I feel like if you just, I mean, if you look into the people that own these different companies, like, okay, so Nike, you're mad that, you know, he, they put Colin Kaepernick. I mean, if you look at the comp, like some other companies, there, there's definitely the worst things that other companies have done that people just don't know about. Right. I mean, and so I mean, and what about yeah. like Kaepernick? So, like, how does he okay? What so, do you I think mean, about? I, uh, I, I have mean, strong opinions on Kaepernick. Okay, go for it. Okay, so before this whole thing, every this whole thing came about, I already viewed Kaepernick a certain way. Okay, well, and okay, so you're I'll saying before you, all this stuff, before this, before this, the before the kneeling, there was, before the there sitting. was before the kneeling, there was one thing. That I say, I won't ever forget this. The ESPY Awards. This guy came out with a bright red suit with bright red pit. Like it was, he it was just all about himself. Like, I mean, if you just okay, like to me, and so I was already, I already had this like negative view of him. Yeah, I didn't really care for Colin Kaepernick as a prior athlete. to all this stuff, right? As a Athlete. As an athlete, he was okay. As an athlete, he was fine. But like, you're saying as like an as a figure in the sporting world. As a figure in the sport, I thought he was just kind of like kind of cocky. Like he's like all about me, you know. That's how I felt about him. Yeah, because how many athletes are not like that? No, okay. There's so many athletes, that, but I mean, you you only can see you can only view an athlete. Or people in general that are in in the spotlight from what you see. I mean, I don't know him personally, so right, I can't. Right. That's true. But from just what I see, that's just the view I had of him. Okay. So now he's so, in the controversy. So then now in the controversy, I mean, you think he's doing? I it for feel attention. like. Uh, I mean, I don't necessarily think he wanted to like get it to this level, but if you're doing something different. It's going to bring attention. Whether you necessarily want it or not, you know it's going to bring attention. I mean, he I think he he has to know it's going to bring attention, which now, I think which is the in purpose. some ways he wanted to. It what? is a purpose. I mean, if you want to protest something, you want yeah. eyeballs on the protest. There's no point protesting in a closet, right? Like the That's point true. of the protest is to get attention, to do something provocative or controversial or right? I mean, I would say I mean, you can look at it through a cynical lens 
And you can also look at it, I think, through a more charitable lens, too. Right? Like, I think there's two ways that one could interpret. Like, I can see how people could be like, look, this guy, he was wearing cornrows and was, like, a certain way. And now, all of a sudden, he's got, like, a huge afro and he's, like, Mr. Black Power. Yeah. Like, you can look at it like he's doing this just for you know, for whatever, for his own acclaim and his own. So, and so part of this whole narrative has been like, athletes shouldn't talk about politics. Like they should just be separate. Mm. Like, you know, that's been a big narrative of this. Right. There's, I think for me, I, I don't like see it just straight like, like that. But to me, I do separate sports and politics. Like not not saying that you can't do both, not saying that you can't do both, but for me, like when I watch sports, yeah, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't care about the politics. Like I don't. You don't really care about their poli- political views. Like you don't want to hear yeah. it. Yeah, I like. It's fine that like it's. I think it's great that people can use their their you know their fame as being an athlete to to bring attention to good causes and to bring about change. I think that's definitely very good, Mm -hmm. a good thing. But when it just comes to the sport and watching the sport, I want to see somebody win and lose. Like I don't care too much about the the message that they can have a certain message, but I, if I agree or don't agree with it, it, like that doesn't influence my view of them as an athlete or not. I guess I'll just push back on this. Okay. To say, I mean, I can understand like people don't want to like watch sporting events for all kinds of other secondary messages being sent through the whole game or whatever, if that's, but at the same time, I think what we end up doing is, these issues are only controversial because these guys are the ones they're talking about an issue that's unpopular to some people, right? Like when someone is like saluting the troops in the middle of a game, I mean, during the Iraq war, right? Like people that were like, if you weren't like rah, rah, the troops, that was like, Oh, that was like a, you weren't being, political right like no one would look at that and being like oh you're not that's like a political message but i mean everything is politics like every campaign a childhood poverty or whatever your cause is like it's political and kaepernick the only reason this issue became even bigger is because the president went after him personally and took his entire bunch of followers and devotees yeah. and turned it into like a thing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I mean, that's why that. it's political. Yeah. It's not political yeah. because like these athletes turned it into such in the in the sense no. that like uh, no, I I feel like they it didn't is create more the spectacle. Of, they didn't yeah, create the, the spectacle. The media, the media created that too. Yeah, I mean the media created it, but it's it's a story. I mean, I yeah, I can I see your point of view, but at the same time, I feel like we only cast blame on the like one on the people that do the things that 
like some people find offensive. But if someone's like takes a time out to go like or to go like shake the hands of a bunch of service members during a game and they do that every game, it's like no one says that's controversial or political, but they're like honoring the troops or, you know, or whatever it is like. I, I don't know. It's just I just remember like I mean if you're no no I understand there was but a I, time like, to me when... like I that's that's whatever to me that's like all secondary to me like if people do that like I don't it doesn't like do anything for me one way or the other when it comes to the sport so like what I feel like with the whole Colin Kaepernick situation it actually I feel like it brought a lot more people into the narrative that didn't really care too much about football or. Maybe if you were a more casual viewer of football, I feel like it made a stronger effect for like to me, I just separate it like I don't football's gotten a lot of negative attention because of all this, and a lot of people were are like, you know, I'm not gonna watch football anymore or do this or do that and so why do you think Nike was like? <laughs> made the business look because let's be real this is a business decision like nike oh, yeah. is not doing this because they're in on the cause mm-hmm. right like yeah nike is the the nike's the people that put out the charles barkley ad that said i am not a role model nike's the people that put out that you know michael jordan i mean they say michael it's not i don't think it's ever been attributed like actually but supposedly he said like republicans buy shoes too um tiger woods just a week ago was like you know i know the president and you got to respect the office and he didn't really bite on anything to say anything negative about donald trump when people were like you know your mom's a immigrant and there's a lot of stuff happening to immigrants like what do you think about all that and he didn't want to say anything Although I did, they did ask him about the ad and he said it was a really good ad. But, you know, like they have a bunch of people all across the spectrum and they're doing this. It's a business decision. And the NFL is acting like it's bad for business. And it's the thing is when it comes to these big, like everything is all about business. Like the NFL, like, I mean, NFL is, I think, just. They, they just they're not even taking any sort of stand because they don't want to lose money and, one way or the other they're and, gonna like if they make a stand they're gonna lose but it's like, like the, the thing is is everyone's yeah. lost the message right this is about yeah. police yeah. shooting the message unarmed is, is black completely people. lost it's not yeah, about the, the flag com- it's not yeah, about it's the not anthem about the flag. It's, it's not, not about, about the, the troops military. how many times at baseball and basketball and football games have i been where people don't stand where people oh, yeah. don't people take are their doing hat. whatever they don't yeah, they're, they're eating their nachos the, they're not yeah. taking their hat off and covering their yeah. heart during the flag like i see this all the time and then all of a sudden yeah. people try to get all patriotic and stuff it's like guys it's oh, it's too much it's like we got to take it down a notch on some of this stuff <laughs> i'm serious i think people get a little too nutty about like you know, all the like they want to see the dance. They want to see everyone dancing with them. It's like, listen, like I don't have to do the dance to show you how much I love this country. You know what I mean? Like I don't have to do any outward 
things to prove to all of you that I'm a believer in the country as well. But I feel like everyone wants that. They want it's like they want to see everyone buying in just as much as they are. <laughs> but it's like if you're not doing it, that must mean you don't if you're not have a after 9 I mean for those of us that were alive during 9/11 and were old enough, I remember I mean, I remember, like, if you didn't have that American flag hanging out of your car window, everyone had that for, like, four years after 9-11. And it was like, you're not a patriot. If you weren't flying the American flag outside your house, and if you weren't supporting the Iraq war, if you weren't calling it Freedom Fries, like, give me a break. You know, they gave up. It was like... You had to wear the flag pin. That became a thing. Like you had to, all the politicians had to wear the American flag on their lapel. It's like, are you kidding? Like that, if you don't wear it, it means you don't love the country or the troops. Like, are you serious? Like how babyish are we? And this guy talked to a veteran who said, this is a more respectful way to do it. And he, he changed. To me, that gives me a little more evidence that this dude wasn't really doing this for himself. That he actually was listening know. to a someone and was like, I feel like he initially, at least, I think initially he did this because he really did feel strongly about that situation. Now, I don't know if actions he took after that are maybe some of it no. was self-serving I mean, I, or whatever. I mean, maybe, maybe not. Like, I don't know. Like... The, the point is the messenger is, to me, is doesn't matter. The message is still true. I think what he's trying to shine light on, just this last week in Dallas, a police officer went into what she thought was her apartment building and into her apartment. She walked into a black college student's apartment and thought it was her apartment and shot him dead. She walked into his apartment and he went to like Harding University and was like a member of the gospel choir and like all this. I mean, he was just sitting in his own apartment. She just pulled her gun out and shot him because she thought it was he was in her apartment and she was in the wrong apartment. I mean, this is insane. I read that uh, story. Yeah. And there were two grandma. One, this white lady was taking her grandson who's black to work. The police pulled them over and put the black kid in handcuffs and pulled a gun on him because they thought he was robbing her. I mean, we it's like the message is true. Forget Kaepernick. Forget whether he did it for himself or not. Like People want to make it about him so that they can not take their eye off the ball on what's the most important thing in that entire story, you know? Kaepernick, fine. He's a bad messenger, whatever. But the the point is... This is happening, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that's to me what I don't know. And as far as <laughs> Nike getting into the business of social protest or whatever, I mean, I think I know a lot of people were like, oh, look, see, this was all about money all along. Like, this was all about making a dollar and blah, blah, blah. It's like Nike is. Like I said, Nike's going to do what's best for their bottom line. You know, they're going to maybe they're doing it because they feel like in the long run, history is going to play out in a way that's going to show 
this was the right way to do it and that will pay their stockholders Nike, off in the future. Nike's Nike's not going to And and let's be real. Old people Nike. vote, old people vote, young people buy things. Old people yeah. go and vote. Young people are the ones that buy things and young people in general are going to be more pro the things that Kaepernick and some of these athletes like LeBron and others are standing for. They're the ones the young people on the coasts are the ones purchasing products. It's not I mean if we want to be just black and white about like what businesses are going to do, the money is coming from the coasts. The money's coming from the 18 to 35-year-old demographic, right? Yeah. So it's like Nike is making a calculation. They're like, yeah, all these old people are upset at Nike and they're tearing up their Nike socks. We don't care. They're not the ones buying our product. <laughs> but they're the ones that are voting <laughs> and the young demographic isn't. So, you know, yeah. there's like a flip. Um, Dude, we got like super intense with this pod. <laughs> hey, you know. <laughs> Sometimes we got. Sometimes we just got to do justice <laughs> to the topic. What can I say? Is it time to wrap up. Oh my god! I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we can it's keep going. No, it's time to wrap up. <laughs> it's it's three thirty in the morning. It's time to wrap up. <laughs> Edit. Oh my gosh. Um. All right. Yeah, I know. I'm going to edit. I'm going to throw this. <laughs> Get ready for this outro song. <laughs> oh, gosh. I got a good one. All right. I'm Steve. That's Ernie. We're out. Out. Peace.